1: Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominno.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o These next two amazing folks don't need an introduction, but Michael W. Smith has won three Grammy Awards, 45 Dove Awards, an American Music Award, and has sold more than 15 million albums. We all know that behind every great man is an extraordinary woman, and we are honored to have them as guests on the podcast today.
0: We are so excited to get to have our next guests on here, Michael and Debbie Smith. All three of us probably for different reasons, but I think just to have your voices and your hearts here with us today feels like such a gift to us. And speaking from not only parenting perspective of how many kids of your own?
3: 5.
0: 5 kids, but now grandparenting, 16 16 <laughs> kids. Yeah, just the wisdom that comes from that. And so We are really honored y'all would spend time with us, and David and I have both loved your music. I think I discovered it when I was probably 13, and I will say too, Michael, with that, I grew up in a family that didn't talk about faith or the Lord much at all, and I think I learned who Jesus is from Christian music back in those days, and so you really contributed to my faith in such significant ways, so very grateful for that, yeah. And, David, I would imagine Loved you. Loved you
1: for a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> so thankful for you all doing this with us. It's a gift We're to be so with happy you. to be here. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Thank you.
0: Us,
2: too. And Melissa, you have a very different experience
1: with <laughs> yes, this. Yes, I stuff.
2: do. I sure do. And Sissy and David, I know you all are very excited to see them, but I am the most oh, sure. excited, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thrilled, elated, and just plain old happy to mm. see you. I've known Debbie since you were about 15, I believe, 14 or 15, wow. when I was a youth director at Emmanuel Baptist Church, and Debbie was in the youth group. And what a lively, lively youth group we had. It was incredible. Because mm. of you, I well, will quickly add. We just had fun. <laughs> I was about your age. <laughs> No, well, we no. felt like you are just one of us. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have stories, but I think we don't have time for that. But uh, <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. it. And plus, I'm not sure I would want you to tell some of the stories <laughs> myself. So I think it was probably two, maybe three years later that you were in a small group and helped start Daystar Counseling Ministries. And you didn't really know it, and I didn't know it at that time. No. (laughs) We didn't know who we were or what we were doing, but I never did anything without having a group of kids Mm. to be with. There were probably 12, 13 of us, and we would have Bible study, talk, and laugh. And I think that's still the model for our groups here. We have probably... 23 groups right now yeah. at Daystar. And 1,900 families currently. 1,900 yeah. families. And awesome. so you all have grown. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, you have impacted
2: thousands of kids over the yes. years through Daystar, and you didn't even know. I had no mm-hmm.
0: clue. It's yeah.
2: Yeah. great. Well, Debbie, you always had such a heart for God, a searching and just wanting to know Jesus. Hmm. I just will never forget. I and mean, there was a smaller group of you that I was especially close to, and we could talk about anything. Yeah. But spiritually, he's had you in his hands for a long, long time. Mm, yes. It's all him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yep. You sure she can't tell Melissa's story? Yeah. No. We mm-hmm, <laughs> <You> would really <laughs> like that. A, no. uh, Can we do uh, another podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd take a long one. Up. And I remember you on the softball team. Were you a yeah. catcher? Yes. Wow. Can you Look believe you? i they stuck uh, uh, that? Uh, uh, wow. I think I remember you that taking fun. that. Ma- yeah. <laughs> what a crew that was. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just am so thrilled to have you here. And there was this boy over in West Virginia that was growing up about that same time. I wasn't your youth director, but I think you had a good youth group that you were very, very involved in.
3: I did. Very vibrant and especially our music program was no. really vibrant. And I knew music was going to be a part of the fabric of my life. I just didn't know mm-hmm. how I was going to get there and what to do and where to go. And found myself in a beat up Chevrolet in 1978, driving to Nashville, Tennessee. Wow.
0: 1978.
3: <laughs> yeah. April 78.
0: Mm. And when was your first record?
3: Recorded in 1982, 1982. and was re- released in in February of '83. That
0: would be exactly right. I you was know. thirteen. Yeah. Oh, in '82,
3: I was gosh. I started, you know, was Amy Grant's musical director. And, wow. And then started opening up her shows even before the record came out. I opened up in the fall of '82, so that wow. sort of somewhat solidified things a little bit.
2: And where were you playing when you first came to Nashville? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: what, what was I doing after? Well, I was a little bit of a I was a mess. I was. Um, <laughs>
2: Welcome to I, Day Study. Yeah, yeah. Like we we're all right a mess on some level. Yes. But,
3: but the grace of God, oh, I've written books about it. You can read about all the gory details, mm-hmm. but the great news I'm still alive.
4: Well he was playing like after hour clubs.
3: And yeah, and just Commodore Lounge. And, you know, near drug overdose, four years mm-hmm. of just being a prodigal. Mm-hmm. And I even look back on it and think it's still surreal to me because I was such a Jesus follower and mm-hmm. radically mm-hmm radically changed by the love of God and, and was in Bible studies and the Jesus movement swept through this little town of Canova, West Virginia. And I was listening to Larry Norman and Randy Stonehill and Andre wow. Crouch and oh, said yeah. second out Oh, yeah. Yeah. Second That used to get you in back.
4: trouble. At,
3: you got in trouble playing her, that kind right? of music?
4: Because yeah. she would let us come in there and <laughs> listen to the, that. <laughs> but, band. And she's and she's that her office. Wow, isn't that funny?
3: <laughs> but I got rescued in November 79. It 79. I really contribute that really to the prayers of my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They never— kicked me out of the house when I was back home and they knew they probably didn't know everything I was doing, but they knew enough. They knew I was in trouble. But it was always love. Mm. It was always love. Which I talk and a lot of prayer. Mm. And I talk a lot about that in Mm. this book I wrote about my dad because he just loved me unconditionally. So Mm. yeah, I got rescued, had a nervous breakdown probably. I never went to the doctor, but Mm. I twisted and convulsed and cried for three and a half hours and then three thirty in the morning, I just felt like the God of the universe laid down beside me and put his arm around me. Mm. And I haven't really been the same wow. since that what started out as a dreadful night, but turned out really the great rescue. Wow. And so and then we met, golly, a year and a half later, is that 80, right? In eighty one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was writing songs and was not really interested in dating anybody at that point. I was so excited because I was getting paid two hundred dollars a week to write songs.
1: Wow! <laughs> and I thought
3: I'd died and gone to heaven. Wow! And so
4: That's
3: better than the Coca Cola factory. It was better than the Coca Cola factory, <laughs> and better than waiting tables. Wow! I was at this record company, Benson Record Company, over Metro Center, and I was waiting to have a meeting with a guy named Bob McKenzie, oh, who was yeah. the president yeah. of Benson, yeah. Yeah. and sitting upstairs on the third floor when this. Hundred pound, five foot three, cutest little girl I'd ever seen in my life walked by, and I went, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, what just happened?" You know. And then she walked wow. back by five minutes later, <clears> and <throat> I ran and called my mom in West Virginia, and was just talking so fast and told my mom I just met my soulmate, and she's, she's That's ama- amazing, she's amazing, amazing, she's incredible, and and she said, my mom said, "Well, what's her name?" son? I said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> So my mom thought, oh, my gosh, my son has has lost it. (laughs) I met you in the warehouse, or I met you beside the women's restroom. I found out who she was. I couldn't find her, but she was supposedly working in the warehouse. And then I went and tried to find her that afternoon. After I'd seen her that morning, I just couldn't think. I just paced back across town at the other publishing company, which is on 19th and Hayes, and so I just went back to find her. And they said she'd gone to the women's restroom, so I hung out outside. (laughs) And she walked out and... Old jeans and T-shirt.
4: Uh, I was working in the warehouse. I was <laughs> working in the I'm warehouse. And I introduced
3: myself. I simply just said hi, and we chatted for two or three minutes. And then I just knew that I was going to marry her. And I thought that's impossible. How do you fall in love with somebody at first sight? I just didn't believe in it. Yeah. Mm. You know, And I certainly didn't believe that would happen with me, and it mm. did.
2: Wow. And Deb? For you, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a few more days. <laughs> Not long because it wasn't long for you. I didn't think he was
4: cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I saw those blue eyes. I was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Oh yeah, who is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. we ended up just to, honestly a few days later going out for the first time because he went home for the weekend and cut it short because he just had to get back to me, I guess. And <laughs> and so it was just one of those nights. It was just. It was life changing because I my heart was set on. I had already applied for a program to get a master's in nursing. She graduated from Wheaton. Yeah, I went to Wheaton, and I wanted to go back to Haiti because when I was at Wheaton, there were these programs for a six month period. You would go to a developing country. They called them that in those days. I chose Haiti, and uh, my heart was in Haiti. I wanted to get my. Nursing degree that I opened my own clinic is what I really wanted to do and go back there and just And
3: marry a doctor.
4: Yeah, Mm. I'd probably marry a doctor (laughs) because this was how my plan was going to unfold. Yes, of course. Yes. So that we could do it together. Mm. And, Uh you know, so I would meet him at the University of Tennessee where I was going to go. So I had it all figured out. You had it
2: all figured out. That's the girl I remember. (laughs) And then
4: God just went, mm mm, nope. Wow. And um, it was so clear to me. I had my moment, not the not the breakdown so much, thank the Lord, but it was more of just sobbing and crying, like God, are you sure? I mean, this is not what I thought we were going to do. And so, yeah, by the probably third or fourth day,
3: After I was the second day, day, whatever. I don't she know. She came to the studio, and then you yeah. told me later on that you cried all the way home because oh, wow. your plans were I just knew sort of to change, falling apart, yeah. you know. And she's what falling your- in love with a musician, you know. So. Yeah.
1: So you can live clear and clear. Use as directed.
2: What was your conversation with your mom like? Uh, and probably well, you know my to, mom. Yeah,
4: <laughs> most gracious woman on earth. Well, she, when she met Michael, I think the Lord just let her know this yeah. is a good guy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even though we were out till yeah. two a.m. the first night, she was sitting there waiting
0: when I came <laughs> inside. <laughs>
3: I didn't know it was that late. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and she wanted to hear everything, and she was so uh, excited. I mean, she's always here. been super supportive, which most moms may not be that way, yeah. but she just knew.
3: Great. Yeah, and when I met your mom, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a terrific light." You just know, you yeah. know, she just yeah, has this sort is. of presence she about does. her, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking— Gosh, if Debbie, is anything like—you know what I'm saying? You just kind of yeah. thought, it's a sweet family. So I automatically had a really good feeling about it. And your grandparents and— Yeah, uh, your gra- and just, I just— oh, your baby grandmother and Kate. And, the yeah, best, so. yes. Uh-huh. And we, we got engaged three and a half weeks later. Wow. And married four months later.
2: Wow. Oh, Which is
3: something I don't recommend yeah. when I talk to young people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but don't it put that in per- any
4: of your books. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I remember we went to Don Finto because Don has mentored me for Don. 38 years, and mm-hmm. he married he was us. He's our pastor. Our mm-hmm. pastor, and we, who was pastoring Belmont at that.
4: And we yeah. happened to be going to the same church. Didn't even know. Didn't it, know. It, yeah. wow. we were dating.
3: I knew Don would shut it down. We went and talked to him. Going, Don, we want to get married, but we've only known each other for four, five weeks, whatever. And we told him our story. It's great. Let's do it. You know, it's like he he was just so affirmative. So
2: excited. Um, Wow.
3: And uh, maybe he saw something.
4: Yeah. We went to him for counseling, and he was
3: great. He was
4: amazing. He just made us go through all the issues together, which was really a good thing Mm. since we were pushing it so fast. Mm. He's amazing.
2: And still walking
3: with Don after all. He's 90 years old. He doesn't act like it. He's still sharp as ever.
2: I went to Israel with him a couple years ago, and he— was outrunning everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had to rest.
3: Yeah, pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he is. And after you married, your first album came because yeah. Deb, you wrote the lyrics. She wrote all the songs. With all me. the we did uh-huh. it together. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. And the yeah. friends yeah. are friends forever. Was there? Yeah, that was the one of the big first one. songs we yeah. wrote. but so fast. many wow. on there, and that mm. was huge.
3: And you know what? The crazy thing is, is that I really didn't even know she was a writer. So we got married and we had a box out of stuff from Wheaton. And I saw this poetry, mm-hmm. these things that she'd written, and going, Gosh, Dev, this is great. We should maybe write something together. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm writing music. This is beautiful poetry. I mean, I think that's kind of how it came up. Mm-hmm. And then was Friends the first thing we wrote? I can't remember. I Probably I... not. But... No, but. But I had all these crazy melodies. And so I just kept feeding her these songs. And then she started writing the lyrics of these melodies. And that's how the Michael W. Smith project came about. Wow.
0: But Friends is the crazy story
3: because Friends was, and I'll make this really quick because I know we got a lot to talk about, but we had a really good friend, Bill Jackson, who was moving away to Alabama, I believe, to take part in a mystery. And he was in a Bible study. And so he was leaving town, and and we were all sad. And it was a Sunday afternoon. It's going to be his last Sunday night. And Deb walks out to the yard, and I'm out there with the dog in the garden, and she says, you know, we should do something special for Bill. It's great. Yeah, we'll buy him a gift. She said, what if we wrote him a song? (laughs) No, that's a great idea. And she said, "What if we like wrote it today?" And 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 I'm going, (laughs) "Wow! Are you kidding? Like that ain't going to happen, you know?" And I just kind of blew it off. She walks back in the the house, (laughs) walks back in, and walks out 30 minutes later and hands me a piece of paper. I have it framed in my studio.
2: That paper, the exact paper,
3: and it's the lyrics to Friends. Wow! I walked in into our little upright piano, and I wrote the music in three and a half minutes. I just sat and just wrote it, and we there. I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" So we sang it for Bill that night, and everybody cried. I'm sure. And, and, then, still, I, I and then
4: we thought, well, that was nice <sighs> for that. We didn't know it be anything else. And then I woke else. up the next day and went,
3: I, <laughs> I like this song a lot.
0: You know, <laughs> I had one of, these,
3: one of these kind of things going, you know what? I think there's something here. Then mm. my goal at that point was to play it for Amy. At that time, I was trying to find some songs that maybe I could get a record deal. Nobody gave me a record deal, and the managers ended up starting a record company. But I remember vividly riding down the elevator with Mike Blanton, excited about this song called Friends, and I think Amy would be great to cut it. And I remember Mike Blanton said to me, he said, you know what, Amy doesn't need to cut this song. You need to cut this song. And little did I know that I'd be singing it for the rest of my entire life. Yes. But it was all Debbie's idea. But those are great memories. And the moral of the story is we're so glad you were standing outside
1: the women's bathroom uh, in the yes! warehouse. So yes. was I. Yes. <laughs> Look what came from it.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And that we would get to sit and hear that story Mm -hmm. and you all would share more stories with us. And even there, as you were talking a little bit about the kids coming next and maybe a little less writing as your hands were obviously full. And then next, as you all were sharing earlier, the grandkids came and we wanted to even start there. What would you both say is different about being a grandparent than a parent?
4: Oh, well, you've heard probably all the cliches of It's great because you just get to have fun and hand them back, and and you don't have to do all the dirty
0: work. Yes.
4: But, you know, I think we end up diving in because we just love them so much and love being with them, so I don't mind keeping them overnight. Mm. I don't mind the parents go off for, you know, do their vacation and leave us with the kids and... I mean, we're not as young as we were, so when they come get them, we're like, okay, we need a day to just sleep, I think. (laughs) But I think that my children and their spouses trust us enough to do that Mm -hmm. and know that we're going to continue what they're trying to do in teaching their children. It just gives us such a great feeling, because we're all just one big happy family. And I mean, that's a blessing. I know Mm -hmm. it is, because I have friends who they can't even see their grandkids. I can't imagine that would be so heartbreaking. Mm. It's just a privilege to be part of their lives, mm. and we try to make it fun. I have to have a few rules every once in a while. <laughs> try not to have too. Pretty me. fun
3: at our house. <laughs> we're all really close. I mean, yeah. it's we the siblings are all really close. Mm. It's a blessing. It really is. It and is. I kind of stand back and I'm amused. I always look at Deb and go, "Can you believe we did that five times? Ah. That we actually survived it." <laughs> You know, because I'm watching our kids just trying to like maneuver, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And all your kids are not angels. You know what I'm saying? At certain points of their lives, and so you've just got to navigate. But us watching them navigate, we can't jump in. And I mean, we're there for support. Mm -hmm. We're there for whatever wisdom we can. But but we did that five times. Can't believe we did it, (laughs) and we survived. (laughs) You know, and we're still alive. So I love it's just interesting, <laughs> yeah. full circle. And but, yes. but, but but gosh, we love them and our kids have turned out so amazing. They're just mm-hmm. really incredible human beings. Mm-hmm. We're a little proud and yeah. then we have to keep that in perspective because we know it's just a God thing. You know, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. the God's just He just smiled on us and and you know what? We had a few that. Hey, the girls went through a tough time. I mean, just hiding out in their bedroom, and a it was lot, hard all of for them me did it one as,
4: time or another as a dad,
3: and because yeah. I was always close to the girls, and then they just they hibernate. They don't, mm. and then you know, and you know, Tyler struggled with a little bit. You know, it just it was just there was so, times going, ooh, ooh, yeah. God, we need you. You yeah. know, so hadn't been a breeze, but yeah. they came out on the other side, and I just really believe it was the prayers.
2: Mm. And thank goodness you say that for. Other parents and grandparents, yeah. what you're saying is so, so important it to is. hear.
3: It is. And it's not too late. Mm. We have some really good friends who really gone through some real battles with their kids. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. Yeah. And I look at my life. I look at like what happened from 17 to 21. I kind of look like some of these kids that our friends are their yeah. kids, you know. I was that guy, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not too late to be rescued. So just stay it's the course, you know, great. keep praying and for And I'm not
4: trying to say that anybody's perfect in our family. I mean, we've got yeah. some behavior issues with the we kids. We've got, sure. you know, we got it all. Of course. But it's just, I think the gift we try to give them is to get them all together as much
2: as possible. That is probably very lively.
3: <laughs> oh, 16. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of Deb's most important things she does. I'm going... You want to get it together
0: again? <laughs> <laughs> Especially Div, the, all the family vacation.
3: It's all about the gathering. And you know when they come over, it's really? like it's a beautiful chaos. It's insane, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. But you love that,
4: Deb. I, I think it. because they are going to have each other mm. the rest of their lives. We'll be out of here, Lord willing, unless He just comes and gets us all. Wouldn't that be amazing yes. Yes, in yes. our lifetime? Uh-huh. I would uh-huh. love that. But if not, they're building those relationships now. Mm. I just pray they can be there for each other. Down the road as they each, you know, start their own families. And there's just something beautiful about God putting a family together. He's very intentional. Yes. There's no accidents. And mm-hmm. so there's a reason, you know, these two don't get along very well. Let's see how that can
3: yeah. how can we help
4: that? How can we help them see that they are each other's allies? You know, that mm. kind of thing. And so I really enjoy that. We do this family vacation every year. You do. <laughs> Sometimes kicking and screaming. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it's more how much it costs that he's like... Ooh, okay. Because <laughs> we usually go to the beach, and with that many people, you have to get this giant house or something. I yeah, mean, otherwise, you're really not together. Uh-huh. Right. So this year, we we're doing something totally different. We got a house in the Smokies, mm. and we're going to just introduce them. Some of them have already been there, but some haven't even been to the Smokies, and we live so close. So close. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So we're going to go hang out in that a big old house. and
1: With the and bears.
4: With the bears. <laughs> Hopefully not too close to the bears. Yes. But. um so Yeah, so it's just another opportunity
2: to do that. And
3: 22 of us. So
2: chaos is going to be a part of of when you have grandchildren, especially lots of grandchildren. Mm -hmm. But what do you know now that you wish you had known in your early part of parenting?
3: I think I just wish I knew back then that it really is not about me, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of pride thing. And because that kind of affects everything you do in life. Is Martin Smith says, everybody wants to be the man, or everybody wants to be the woman, mm. and that's the carnal nature of sort of. Mm-hmm. And like I'm getting to this place. One of my greatest goals in life is that I'll never ever be offended by anyone ever again. Mm. And how totally freeing that would be! Just going, you don't really care. You know, people could review my record and say it's awful, and i am just go, oh, "That's crazy. That's his opinion. I would never be offended by it." I think if I would have just kind of, sort of gotten maybe matured up, maybe just earlier than I did, it might have maybe affected the way I parented or mm. being a grandparent. I don't know. That's just the first thing that comes Love to my that. mind. It's just sort of just going, I don't want to be the man. I want to be a servant, mm. you know, and I wish I would have learned that earlier in yeah. life. So. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons almost any parent learns almost immediately is you cannot be selfish and be a parent mm-hmm. or a grandparent. You may have your life all figured out, then a little crying baby comes into it. Suddenly, it's not like it was. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to embrace it and actually enjoy it, or you're going to have a hard time. And I remember when we transitioned from parenting, everybody left, then we started having grandchildren. That was sad, too. Oh, yeah. Was it?
2: I
3: didn't
4: like that. (laughs) I just remember one time I was just in, you know, with the Lord one morning, I guess it was, and I tried to get up and just spend time in the Word and, and pray every morning. And I remember clearly hearing from Him be ready to be inconvenienced. And uh-huh. it was like a real assignment for the next season. Wow! I think we already had some grandkids. But it was not just about them. It mm-hmm. was about whatever came my way that I needed to drop everything for. A lot of that is family. But I just thought, you know, yeah, my life doesn't really belong to me anyway. Once Jesus said, it's me yeah. now, it's kind of that great exchange of your own selfish ways for His amazing, wonderful life He has for you. But it doesn't mean you're going to satisfy all those desires maybe at the moment you want to. Mm. So not that I've learned it perfectly, but it, it helped me just to see that those little interruptions or whatever comes my way is actually a good thing. And it's growing me, but it's also a chance for ministry, just a chance to be there for somebody. And oftentimes it's a grandchild. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, that was a good lesson.
0: Mm.
3: I've learned that from her, mm. to be better at it, you know, mm. just to go, you know what? Life's hard. We're just going to stay positive. We're going to just blaze through it. Mm. And
2: You think God really put you all together? <laughs>
3: yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Mm. Oh, I just, all the time, I go, I would be toast. I would be history if it hadn't been for this woman. mm I don't well, know how it same would same
4: here. Well, but I just I, mean, yeah, I think of all the ways, what, what the yeah. calling
3: of God in my life and all around the world and the, the you know just the things that I've been called to do and I yeah. just don't think I would have been able to have done it if it hadn't been for her support. And then she's a praying woman, just this yeah. mighty woman of God. It just undergirds me, you know. And so, wow. yeah, it's monumental. I think, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why I pushed together. But you know what? I love that. I feel like I'm so inadequate and weak, and where I'm weak, she's strong, and maybe mm. where maybe where she's maybe weak, I've got some strengths that you just compliment yeah. each other. I mean, that's the beauty of a marriage. You kind of figure that out as you go, and we're still figuring it out.
2: Aren't
3: we? <laughs> <laughs> but we all, yeah. I can say this: just you might not agree, but I've never been happier.
0: Wow. Mm. I feel
3: like we're on our second and third honeymoon a little bit. We're just Mm. really loving life. We're loving being with the grandkids and loving being with family, but we love just hanging out Uh, and being together, you know, just us. that's so good. So yeah, and laughing, yeah. and just we still laugh. We were laughing all the way over here. We just started laughing at something. Uh, Forgot what it was. How? Because you didn't important. tell
4: me you had the questions.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we were laughing about?
2: Yeah. See, she can laugh
3: about things like that. That's good. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. She's always had a great laugh,
3: too. She uh-huh. always has had a great laugh. Uh-huh. I hear her laugh kind of a all cackle. the time. let be in honest. The, like, in the cow, will be in the other room, and all of a sudden she's in there laughing. <laughs>
2: because so I'm looking at some little video of my She's kids, looking at the, the video of the grandkids, but she's
3: always just, I love that <laughs> about her. So
2: mm, mm. I remember that.
1: Sissy, Melissa, and I love to link arms with other like-minded friends who are working to strengthen families. That's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with Minnow to bring you the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. Minnow is a streaming service designed just for kids, but it's so much more than that. Minnow not only provides meaningful screen time, but also shared experiences through devotionals and discussion guides for families to help you grow in life and faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.goMinno.com.
0: As y'all think about the journey and the kids at different times in life, would you say you had favorite ages or stages for them, or even favorite memories kind of out of one of those? Oh, wow. That's a
3: tough one.
4: (laughs) That is a tough one, because my immediate thought is, ooh, those teen years were a little challenging. (laughs) But but even in those years, there were just so many good things Mm. that were enjoyable. And just to see that your child grow, especially past (laughs) when— I mean, everybody knows the terrible twos and threes— so my ours were more three, mm-hmm. I think. The the tantrums and all that you think, oh, if I can just get through this. <laughs> and then or if they can just start sleeping through the night, or if they can just start whatever. There's always something new to be challenged by yes. by the next stage. But then there's also something wonderful about those ages. Mm. And so it's not just all that psychological battle of, you know, how do you raise a 14-year-old? And especially what—I know it's so hard right now with the social media influences. I mean, just we could list all the things they're dealing with now that even our kids didn't have to deal with. But now they're dealing it with their kids. But even with all that, I mean, I did want to say at some point, what kept us sane, and spiritually sane, I would say, mostly, is— this prayer group that we've been in since our kids were so li- we were still having kids when we yeah. when we started this prayer group with wow. some friends from church. So how many years? I keep forgetting the
3: thirty-three, 30, thirty-two. Yeah, we're still together. Wow, we're still
4: that's together,
0: amazing.
4: Oh, we just that prayed each so other important. through all those th- mm. all the ups and downs, and we still are. <laughs> mm. We still are praying with each other through all the ups and downs. Now we've got the grandkids to add to it, right? And the women are the ones that have gotten together more because the men were always traveling or doing, you know. But we still get together as couples too. But it's just the undergirding of prayer in your life. If that can just be the stone you stand on, and everything's swirling all around you, all it is is just. Talking to God, I mean that's all it is, and you're just constantly in that frame of mind when something hits hard, or even just the aggravations. They're little. God's just right there with you. He doesn't want you to do this by yourself. You can't. You won't do very well. And even when you mess up, especially those are the really hard ones. Going back to the kid that you just offended in the worst way with your words, and just say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. I shouldn't have said it that way. And can you forgive me?" and those are the real good building moments with your children,
2: especially if they go, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they go,
2: oh, okay, let me try this a different way. <laughs> I, love yes. that. I, I love that. And so much of what we feel like is important, but to hear it from you, your experience, both of you, is so great. Encouraging to mm. folks listening.
3: Thank you. Yeah. I think all the years were great. There was mm. something great about five and seven and going to school programs and
1: yeah. going to football
3: games. And although our kids didn't play much sports, Tyler did most of it, just plays. Mm. And then you're taking your kids with you all around the world. That yeah. was kind of a bonus for us, of, yes. the travel. And mm. and then your kids are singing on your records and you're, mm. and then you're watching your kids being filmmakers. And, you know, just all that. It's, it's yes. To me, it's, every year has been... Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's been a great journey. So, and we're still on the journey. It's there's still stuff happening. And yeah. you know, and then watch the grandkids. You're starting to watch their gifts sort of pop up and appear, and going, Ooh. "Oh my goodness!" Well, yeah, it starts a, early, doesn't it? I? Starts early, and we and <laughs> yeah. you start to see it. So it's it, that's exciting. So
0: I love just I mean thinking about all the parents listening that are in the harder spots, and that it's hard to see the good with the hard, and for y'all to be able to say from this perspective a few miles ahead mm-hmm. that that's what you remember is that, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you remember the hard too, but that it, the good has so much more
3: power and memory and
0: yeah, mm. just love that.
3: You know, I think raising kids, I think you just I always say, it because I get parents who ask us all the time, like, How, how'd y'all do it? Mm-hmm. Obviously by the grace of God and, you know, obviously, his strength and all that. But I think just being able to be really honest with your kids, and you just mentioned that. Like, I remember we I had a really tough time with Ryan, our oldest. You know, mm-hmm. he would really go off and trash talk Debbie, and it just would drive me out of my mind, you know, because like, <laughs> you know, like I can handle a bunch of stuff, you do not talk yeah. to mom. <laughs> there are certain rules yeah. that, uh-huh. that, you know. Good but one. I would lose my temper, and I'd say things I shouldn't have said. But I always found myself going, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. And so I'd go back, hey, Ryan, I just want to tell you what. I just want to let you know I'm sorry. And sometimes it's hard for parents to do. I think that is critical in raising your kids. Going, if you blew it, then you got to confess to your kid that you blew it and have this tender side of you just to confess. And that goes a long way with your kids, and it proved to be a good thing. I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because it was the right thing to do. So just that kind of nurturing of just being able to confess your sins you know, to your kids. And then when you get through the tough times like our kids did, you go, we just got to keep loving them, and we got to keep praying for them, and that's what we did.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And one thing I think if I'd known, just not to expect results real quickly sometimes. Because mm-hmm. so, so your expectations need to be just like whatever it takes, however long, long it takes. Thing, yeah. Kind of like Michael's mom on her knees every night for her son for how many years
2: mm-hmm. or five uh-huh. years.
4: Uh-huh. God's timetable may not be yours, it's the give and take of just saying, okay, oh, I want it right now, but I understand, Lord, this may take some time. And a lot of patience, Mm. tremendous amount of patience. If if I'd just been able to pep talk myself back in those early (laughs) days, just hang in there. It's going to be okay, I promise. (laughs) And just don't give up.
1: Mm. 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 And even building on the ages and stages, thinking about season of life where you are right now, what does relationship with your own kids look like in this season as they're both adults and
3: parents themselves? It's awesome. I feel super close to every one of my kids. Wow. And Ryan's 37 and Whitney's now 35 and Tyler's 33 and Anna's 31. (laughs) Emily's 29, right? 28 or almost. I mean, it's just crazy because Back in the day you don't foresee what that kind of looks like. Mm. But I think the best news of all, honestly, is they love hanging out with us. That's not always the case. You hear there's all these not so good relationships and you know, there's a falling out with a mom and a daughter and a son and that's just not the case with us. And I
2: love that. And
3: that might be the exception. I believe that can happen for every family. So let me just say again, as Deb said, we have not done everything right. We have definitely made our share of mistakes, but Somehow, it's a good season for us, and Mm -hmm. they're really, really great kids, and they're great parents. They are. They're making their share of mistakes, and we kind of watch them make their mistakes, and we thought, ooh, okay, you know, just they just got to work it out. But (laughs) I think if there's really sort of big time questions, they come and ask us. You know, Mm -hmm. what would you do, Mm -hmm. Dad? What would you do, Mom? Kind of. And
2: you want them to ask. I love. Yeah, you want to ask. You you. are saying you wait. You don't step in, but yeah.
3: But we're so for them mm. and to watch them do and you're just so proud. I just, so good. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, we're painting a really rosy picture. It's not that easy it's all the no, time. It's, it's not. But, but getting together, I think it's just worth the hassle and mm. the some aren't getting along well. Even the adults. I mean, there are times. And I think it's just your role as a mom, dad of adults and their spouses and then grandparents can be just a real encouraging role. Don't be critical. Don't be judgmental. Just love and encourage and make opportunity for just even conversation. You know, that's why a family vacation is so great. You've got all this time. People end up sitting down talking to each other and, and maybe working out a few things that they need to work out. Just providing that opportunity is something I, I really love doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We have a text thread Yeah, that's called yeah. Prayer Warriors. Which I wish I could own up to that because I feel like I could be better at being a real prayer warrior. But the Mm. text thread is Prayer Warrior.
4: Mm. It's just our kids. It's our kids. So
3: it's 11 of us. Mm. It's just awesome. I mean, (laughs) everybody's. Got such a great sense of humor, you know. And somebody will say something that might be controversial, and then all of a sudden, boy, it gets really yeah. heated in a good way. And I just stand back in amazement going, wow. going that bet. our kids are having because everybody participates. Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. much everybody participates. I always kind of look forward to waking up going, mm-hmm. wonder what the prayer warrior text chain is going to be like today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. Cool. It's really good. Yeah.
2: I love hearing as you talk that you trust God. You trust Him. Mm. And yeah. so many things that you're talking about, prayer warriors, you getting up early and having time in the Word and listening to God. And that is so encouraging to hear. There are all these other things that are so important, but you trust Him.
3: We have to. He's our only hope. Mm. Well, I'll be honest. I just I feel like we've painted a rosy picture. I mean, gosh, there are times I wake up and going, God, what am I doing? I feel a little lost. I was kind of feel a little lost today, you know? I kind of go out to my hot tub. You make fun of me, but I just love, I just, I go out there and just, I have my prayer time in my hot tub, honestly. (laughs) And all I could pray this morning, I just was laying my head up, looked at the sky, said, I need you. Mm. Oh God, I just Mm. need you. That's the only thing I pray. Mm. Sometimes I'll listen to the Psalms or I'll go through these certain prayers. All I said this morning, I just need you. You know what? I think sometimes that's all, maybe if anybody's listening and you're in trouble, maybe that's all all you need to say is I need you. And I think he hears you. And I think he'll meet you where you're at.
2: Are there two or three truths that you want your grandkids to hear? Mm. Just for the folks listening, these are some truths that are so important at this point for your grandkids to hear from you.
3: Mm. It's hard to tell a grandkid it's not about you because they can't process right. that. So
4: when
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to be a
3: teenager, I go, hey, by the way, I meant to tell you this is the good time. It's not about you. <laughs>
2: Think it is. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. <laughs> I
3: love
4: that. Well, I, I was thinking when you said that, mm-hmm. just in the broader sense, we do this thing called Cousin Camp in the summer, mm.
3: and you put it all together. Yeah, but you you're there. You help. It's amazing.
4: But it's usually only maybe three or four days. I mean, there's mm-hmm. still enough little ones that we have to keep it short because by you know twelve thirty, some of them are taking a nap. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know they come to our farm. We are blessed with a farm. We just do all kinds of crazy fun things and. So every year we have a theme. That's what kind of stirred that when I thought about our theme. Is one year it was creation. Mm. We just looked at all the cool things God's created and did fun little crafts and, you know, read the scripture about it and the days of creation, making that kind of craft. And one year it was about the attributes of God, like some of them. There's so many. So we just we mm-hmm. picked out some. But last year we did the Ten Commandments because I feel like that's what's disappearing mm-hmm. in our culture. It used to be that everybody knew them, <laughs> even if they didn't weren't mm-hmm. believers. That just kinda of, they're on the courthouse walls. They're they're all over the place. Mm. So I just want them to know those in mm-hmm. their hearts. We challenge them to memorize them. And they did. And they did. Wow. And and Moses showed up <laughs>
3: I got pictures <laughs> to
4: post. <prove laughs> the Black like material. Yeah, <laughs> the big the oh, wig that. and the beard.
3: Wow. <laughs> they call me G Daddy. That's my <laughs> That's name. That's what they call So him I walk in as Moses. I got the tinker, man. So they're going,
4: G Daddy. <laughs> I mean, the worst. i found family. I'm trying to stay in character. And beard. You know it? it
3: was that fabulous. It was
0: good.
2: It was <laughs> good <enough to> <laughs>
3: Yeah. And they're all trying to pull on me. It's like, can we just stay in the moment while Deb finishes the lesson? It was a bit of a challenge.
2: I I don't hear about Moses without picturing G daddy. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. It was
3: funny.
4: Yeah. So that it's been a fun way to just pour in some truths into our Mm. grandkids in a concentrated time. Mm. That's one way. Yeah. And what do they call you? Nana. Nana. Yeah.
3: Nana and G-Daddy. Nana
4: and G-Daddy. <laughs> That's that. good. All so, the good names were gone by the time I was a grandmother. <laughs> we had Nanny, Nana, Marmy, Mimi. Oh, I was like, I bet. don't want to be granny. I got to come up with something. <laughs> I love that. That's so, good one. <laughs> Nana, it's Italian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So if we we're going to flip it around and say, what are they teaching you lately? Oh. What would
3: you say your grandkids are teaching Probably you? Probably a lot more
4: than we're teaching them. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is that, I mean, I kind of feel like a kid anyway. Mm. Even at my age, I really feel young, and I'm probably of all the adults, I am probably might be the cra... Well, maybe not. I thought I was the craziest one, you know? <laughs> I and,
4: don't think so.
3: Uh, maybe Jack's <laughs> the craziest one now. So just being young and just don't mm-hmm. forget, just watching them, especially the boys, I just have deja vu and going, oh my gosh, I remember I used to do that, mm. and and then... Doing things with them that I did as a kid, like playing baseball or working with Smith on his baseball skills, and like I was a big baseball player. And, yeah. But just don't get old.
4: Mm, that's good <laughs> yeah. mentally. Yeah. Mentally, don't <laughs> right. get and just
3: stay vibrant. I want to be like my grandkids a little bit, you know. So I think it can pull the youthfulness out of you a little bit, you know. So what else have I learned from him? I'm learning to be patient. They've taught me to be patient because I lose my patience with them sometimes, especially when they're not nice to each other. Mm. Or if they, mm-hmm. like I have one that does hardly, sometimes doesn't say hi to me, and I get upset, but I can't get upset. But I'm learning to be patient because I have no idea what dynamics or what's going on in their head or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I think that might be the biggest thing is they're mm-hmm. teaching me to be patient mm-hmm. with them. And it's one thing with one or two grandkids, but we have 16. Oh. oh, yeah. You know, no it's kidding. like there's a lot of dynamics, and mm-hmm. you know, and so there's a lot of arrows, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, so... But the, I would say the patient thing probably is, and that's, and that's been good for me, though.
0: Mm.
4: Yeah. Well, and also, I know almost any parent experiences this anyway, but just seeing the world through young eyes like mm-hmm. that, just, mm-hmm. you know, the little toddlers just picking up bugs or just, you know, yeah. they're just so fascinated by the world. I want to be fascinated the by wonder. the world. I don't yeah. want to lose that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and just the discovery mm. of discovery,
3: things. Yeah. and love
2: that.
4: Yeah. Mm.
3: They do a lot of that.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I bet
0: especially at the farm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's
4: really fun out there. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. That's great that you create a relaxed atmosphere where they're free to discover. And you're not just telling them what to see, but letting them.
4: Yeah. yeah. And you you don't have to worry. You don't need to worry so much
3: about keeping your house very clean.
4: Uh-huh. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day,
3: and that's Mary. where I've learned patience.
2: <laughs> Good. The
3: house gets trash when they come over yes. you know, and it's okay. Yes. And you never know what kind of bugs going to end up on your countertop or something like that too. <laughs> something you know, to bring in. There's bats all around around in the yard, and there's nobody cleaned baseball up. Baseball bats. Baseball bats. And
0: I was. And they're going, You know the what? Right. Yeah, bats. Yeah. No, baseball bats.
3: <laughs> but you know, it just it's okay. It's okay.
4: And you can help them learn to pick up things. Yes. That's good, too. That's good, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: We have one more question, then you all okay. can finish out our time. And we're going to move from the substantive to something silly. When we get a chance, the three of us, to travel and speak to parents, we love to try to find some good food and tacos in particular. <laughs> so we'd love to know your favorite kind of taco.
4: Oh. Well— it's like a plug for <laughs> mojos. There you love, go. We love. Right Mojo. I mean, maybe y'all had mojos. No. Oh, right in Franklin, right in the factory. So good. Really. I love their fried cauliflower taco. Is the best thing. I, I love it.
3: It's it's pretty amazing.
4: Yeah, but you. Yeah. What, what's your favorite thing? Well, I, I mean, I would
3: go for the cauliflower thing. I usually try to stay healthy, so I usually try to do a fajita. But yeah. All the tacos are great because it's what they use in the. Of the sauce and mm-hmm. yeah, the spicy yeah. stuff it's just the flavor is the magic of Mojo's so mm. any taco you get is pretty incredible you just have to choose if you're going to be healthy, if you're just gonna <laughs> say, you know what? And There's freedom stuff. in Christ. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the fried avocado taco <laughs> That's today. Good. That's good.
2: <laughs> but
3: mojos is a must if you haven't had it, yeah. and it's amazing because they're huge. They're not tiny tacos; they're fairly big tacos. So they're very filling, but they're really, really good. So mm. there you go. We like to go to mojos with the two of you.
1: Yes. Keep this conversation <laughs> going. On. I think that would be That'd great. Be you are love invited. Let's yes. think that yes. I just think it. Yes. Just
0: I'm so. Excited. Excited for parents to hear this conversation and yes, thinking parents too. that are listening, you might have to go to your parents' house to teach them how to listen to a podcast if they're not quite as <laughs> vibrant and relatable as Debbie uh-huh. Michael. But I hope grandparents listen, too, because I think the sense of prayer, the sense of wonder, pressing in with mm-hmm. them, enjoying them, I, there are just so many good truths that y'all have shared. Just so mm. grateful for your words and your time. Thank you. Well, thank Very you. Well. Thanks for
3: having us. We're still on the learning curve. Oh, we have Definitely. It. We have it. Completely figured it out, but I think God continues to give us grace to maneuver through every day.
2: Well, as you said, it's not too late. No. One of my favorite quotes, Michael, that you said is, I don't see retirement anywhere in the Bible. I love I that. I have said that. And, I? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's living it. <laughs> You're a living it. Mm-hmm. And I think what an encouragement for grandparents to mm-hmm. hear... And see, feel the energy that's there that uh, grandkids can bring. I so, mm, yeah.
3: that. Yeah. I think God can use grandparents till the day you die. You, yeah. end up till, yeah. you look at what Don Finto is doing. He's 90 years old. Mm. Don didn't retire. Mm. You know, he's not preaching from the pulpit every yeah. Sunday. I might not be running and gunning on stage at 85, but I think there's always a call on us as believers mm. to do something for the kingdom. And maybe that's sitting on your couch. You can do something for the kingdom. Yeah, be involved in some sort of ministry like Daystar or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know. But my prayer is that before I'm out of here is that I'll use up every bit of energy that I have. I want to expend everything that I got before mm-hmm. I'm out of here. You know. So mm-hmm. I might not perform as long, but I, although I think I am going to perform for a long time. But I'm a writer. and I just mm-hmm. still love writing songs. And but as long as God gives me strength and Debbie as well. Creatively, We believe our best days are ahead. Oh, I love that. Mm. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast
1: is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family, which shows kids love and values parents' trust. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com.